necessarily intentional. Sometimes it is, sometimes it's subconscious, but is there an imbalance of power because of money? Ooh, power dynamics. Really close friend of mine. I'm going to give a shout out to Bev. Bev is a, uh, a couples therapist in Texas. Um, Bev is amazing. And I've learned a lot, a lot from Bev. And one thing she said to me at one point that, again, I've told a lot of people about is you have to be a student of your partner. Money is not about money. So a lot of this isn't about that. It's about creating something wonderful with somebody else that is special between the two of you. You got to focus on each other. Money is just a component of it. So keep your eye on the prize. Welcome to Critical Thinking Required, hosted by LBW. This podcast is intended for free thinkers, entrepreneurs, and knowledge seekers. Join us as we discuss relevant financial topics, explore with guests their financial journeys, and engage with experts in industries such as space, media and entertainment, real estate, and many more. Buckle up and enjoy the ride. Welcome to Critical Thinking Required. I'm your host today, Kennedy, and we're back again with Dan. Um, But yeah, so today uh, we are continuing our series on um, relationships and finance, uh, or finance and relationships. Um, So, so far we've talked about um, how to discuss finances with your kiddos as the parent, um, how to discuss finances with your parent as the kiddo. And then now, finally, we're going to be talking about how to discuss finances with your romantic partner. This is part two of the episode. So that's kind of just the start of like building those things. It kind of does blend in with managing because this is all kind of very messy uh, in nature. But then we talk about managing like we've joined finances or we have not joined finances. The decision's been made regardless. It has on a long in conjunction with that, we may have assumed things like, what about debt? What about debt? What is going on with debt? Who's got debt? Is it my debt now? Maybe. Maybe. In some in some debt, that's the case. Yeah. Right? Some debt, it's not the case. Like if it's student loan debt, for mm-hmm. example, that's not the case. If a person, uh, I mean, student loan debt, funny and not funny, if you want to get rid of that, you have to die. Um, <laughs> that's how that works. But it doesn't transfer to that other partner, typically speaking, depending on the student loan debt, um, but it, it may not, right? Then again, or is it credit card debt? And it may depend on what state you're living in as well, but understanding what that debt is that you're assuming. Probably also how your partner feels about debt. Like yeah. you should probably have that conversation before the debt is together and joined, perhaps. That's right. Because if they have a lot of debt anxiety, it's probably something you should discuss ahead of time, right? Mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. yeah and how do they manage it is it something that, that that maybe they have debt but they don't love it is it better than debt there's never really great debt but better than debt i mean i don't love that um so you know i understand their adversity to towards something like that is really pretty critical i feel like nathaniel would say leverage your debt in a calculated effective way but correct he, there you go he certainly um would, would do that so and then comes the 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 big one about managing stuff so we at this point in time, we've kind of we kind of know what the scenario looks like. We're communicating about it. Um, we understand each other's feelings mm-hmm. about debt, money, families' roles, what the what this means to us from a love language standpoint. Like the building blocks, they are there. Now we just have to build the rest of it and maintain it. 
manage and maintain. Right. For the greater good. Um, and so defining roles. Yeah. That's what comes next. Yeah. Is there one person in charge of finances? Are you tag teaming it? Is there one person who does one thing and the other person does another? Are these responsibilities short-term, long-term, temporary, not? Um, from a professional standpoint, I, I think Tim, it would be interesting to get Tim's opinion on this too. I think he would agree with me. I do think that it is helpful if somebody takes a bit more of a lead than someone else, mm-hmm. whoever that happens mm-hmm. to be. But I do think both people can be involved. And sure. also one person doesn't have to be involved. That's absolutely okay. You mentioned generation differences too. Yeah. Older generations, we have seen a lot of this where one person, typically the male, has done X, Y, and Z if it's a male, a male-female relationship. And um that's fine as long as things have been transparent and communication has been into play and there's been methods uh, to transfer or understand things. When that doesn't happen, it's a real disaster. Things get messy. They do. So they do. And and, and we also see this too in business owner situations, Mm -hmm. big time, right? Um, Just understanding what's happening in in the business and are they comfortable with, with the, with the business? Um, I think we mentioned this maybe in, are in one of the other podcasts recently too, but you know, like we had, we had, we have a, cl- a great client, a newer client who has like 90% of their assets involved in the business. Mm-hmm. Kudos. They have busted their butt to get there. Mm-hmm. My spouse though, isn't involved in the day-to-day stuff. He feels really comfortable with 90% of their assets being in this business. Cause he knows it like the back of the hand. Mm-hmm. He didn't realize that she didn't. <laughs> it's not a trust thing. She completely, and trust is really important when it comes to money and trust is really important when it comes to relationships, especially this relationship. And it doesn't come like that. And you know what? Maybe it shouldn't, like you should work into it. She trusts him entirely, but she also feels a little lost. And if something happens to him, she has no idea what to do, right? It's something we're working on now. And that's a really scary, uncomfortable situation. Absolutely. It's not about him. It's about after him or if something were to happen and understand what that looks like. So it's about security. mm -hmm. So in this case, like a business succession concept makes a lot of sense or family meetings make a lot of sense. Right. I really liked the idea that my ex and I had ability to see each other's assets. And we always spoke very freely about it. And the funny thing is we rarely had any issues when it came to money. Yeah. Because you just, it's about creating that awareness Mm -hmm. and sharing that awareness. It's not necessarily about who's doing what most of the time. But that awareness piece is really important. Communication. Communication, right? It all and, comes back to that C word, doesn't it? Yep. And one person maybe doesn't lead on the money, but they lead on other things. Sure. Maybe a lot of other things. Yeah. No, I mean, it's the dissemination of roles. You just got to figure out what works best for you and that you both are on the same or that you all are on the same page. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Um, I mean, I think especially not only like just with like assets and 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 stuff like that, but like what about like financial like goals, you know? Like what if you have kids? Um, college planning, if that's important, or I'm assuming most people want to retire. So what does that look like in terms of y'all as a couple? Not everybody, Nathaniel doesn't want to retire. Yeah, true, you know. Um, my dad. <laughs> but most people I want to retire. So most same. Yeah, yeah. Same. 
we're going to retire. I would like it. Um, but so, yeah, some people are like, what does that actually mean? Are people yeah. making equal contributions to retirement? Yeah. Are they making equal contributions to college planning stuff if they have to do that? Do they need to? Should they? I mean, is one person making a lot more money and therefore they're more comfortable to do X, Y, and Z? Are we talking percentages here? Are we- Equitable contributions? Yep. What was it going to be? Is one thing more important than the other person? So the, mm-hmm. they really want to do this and it may not be as important to the other partner, but should the other partner then be like, okay, well, let's allow that. No problem. Because this is important to my, to my partner. And therefore I need to be at least open to hearing about it. And they should be maybe. Yeah. Relationship tips with Dan. I don't know if I'm really the expert <laughs> means whatsoever, but, non- <laughs> but nonetheless, it's what we see, right? Sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And, uh, you know, and I think in in conjunction with those goals too, there needs to be conversations again about how do you protect these things? Mm -hmm. You know, plenty of people that won't put any effort into that. Uh, Are there proper estate planning things in place? Shout out to our last podcast. It is. Um, Nice plug, Kennedy. Uh, (laughs) are, are, Are things properly insured? Yeah. You know, what, what, does that person, does that, do both partners feel secure as to how that's actually happening? Do they understand how that's happening to the point where they feel secure? Yeah. What other goals are we looking to plan? I mean, college, sure, it comes up all the time, but. Um, yeah, yeah. I get married. You want to get a new car? Mm-hmm. House? Mm-hmm. Want to give to charity? Do you want to see inheritance? Is that important Ooh, for your children or ears to receive inheritance? Sometimes it is, sometimes it's not. Mm-hmm. Does it make sense? Like we, we also will see a lot of parents that will basically cut their nose off to give inheritance when they, we talked about this in another one of these related podcasts too, cut off their nose to help out their kids when they don't need to. Yeah. They need it perhaps. And maybe their part, their partner isn't on the same page and then it creates strife. doesn't need to be there. Yeah. I think another thing to keep in mind when it comes to this stuff too, is it might not come to mind, but what do you want your outward appearance to the public to look like in terms of finances? That is a big deal. And and some people might see that as superficial. It's, yeah. it's not necessarily superficial. It can be. Sure. Yeah. But um, you know, we have a lot of clients that work in the field of entertainment mm-hmm. and they they have to create an image. Appearance matters sometimes. A lot of times that's oh. actually not them. Like they'll like it's really funny to see that is you have X, Y, and Z, and they really have zero interest when the doors are closed, but they need to do this because that's part of their job mm-hmm. in all in all reality, right? Or it might be how they feel good in a different scenario. I mean, I, I'm I'm not trying to, and Kenny's not either trying to advocate for someone to be material. No. But I mean, sometimes things are important to you and that's just a reality. <laughs> like there's no, there's no mincing or dicing that. Like if something's important to you, you got to communicate it's important to you and then figure it out. And that's okay. And that's okay. That's yeah. She's just got to know these things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then of course, Kennedy. Conflict. Yeah. It doesn't always go smoothly and, 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 and sometimes it doesn't. Someone said to me also this year, um, I had a lot of really good tidbits people throw me this year, particularly, but, um, Someone said uh, intimacy over harmony is what they is what they mentioned. Did you elaborate on that, Dan? Yeah, I mean it. It is. Um, it's not always going to be smooth, uh-huh. but what's really important is that you can have that connection and bond, right? Mm-hmm. And that you can get through what can be tough conversations like this, and sometimes they're going to be. So hopefully that bond and that care for one another and that mutual respect is strong enough that you can deal with a little. Um, struggle here or there, right? A, a non-harmonious situation. 
but uh, but the only way to kind of deal with that is to focus on the intimacy part first. So how do we deal with this kind of conflict, right? Obviously, put yourself in the right mind frame of, I want to hear what my partner has to say about this because I care, mm-hmm. right? And, um, you know, what do you do if you have disagreements in these areas? Yeah. How, how do you want to handle that? What if there is, which we see often, not necessarily intentional, sometimes it is, sometimes it's subconscious, but is there an imbalance of power because of money? Ooh, power dynamics. And we see it all the time, right? Where mm-hmm. somebody will, maybe they don't mean to, maybe they do mean to, but they'll use their status or their money to belittle their partner, to feel good about themselves or to control things they want, as opposed to trying to create an equal playing field. And I don't think that this is always purposeful. Like, I feel like sometimes I've seen this happen and it's, it's been kind of unconscious Mm -hmm. from what I can understand. Mm -hmm. So I think it's just um, important to maintain awareness. It is. And recognize that with money comes abilities Mm -hmm. and optionality and abilities and optionality and all the other things that come with it can create stress. And two, that there can be controversy with civility. Like you can have disagreements and have different opinions and different understandings and still come to like have a common purpose or a common like understanding, I guess. I hate to reuse that word like Mm. that. Um, But yeah. And you don't have to create that alone. So um, a, a, a disappointment I've seen is that I don't, I know some great therapists. We work with a number of great therapists, hey, therapy. Uh, both personally and professionally. I mean, we're huge advocates, right? Go therapy. Um, and, it, but a lot of therapists don't really talk about this money situation, even though it's typically one of the top two or three leading causes to the, to the people dissolving their marriages. Throw back to that statistic at the beginning of the pod. <laughs> it doesn't get talked about a lot. And, um, and there's actually designations from a finance standpoint to focus on a lot of this stuff, which we value here very much, uh, but it should be talked about. I I think that it should be something that again, not taboo press with your marriage, your marriage or your couple's counselor press with your individual person to understand what this means to you and how someone else might kind of view it because that, that stress is, uh, can be a lot. You don't have to handle it alone. No. And sometimes it's not easy initially to talk to your partner about these things because you're worried you're going to F it up because you don't know the greatest avenue to do that. But I mean, that's like a couple, right? Everything in the beginning is scary. Like the first time you do anything together, it's scary. Just like this conversation. But then like the more you repeat it and you, we probably recommend repeating it, um, a routine um, review, if you will, um, it gets easier. That's a great point, Kay. Yeah. Check in on us. Yeah. Check in on each other. Check in on your money as well, too. Yeah. Yeah. Please check. Yes. And sometimes, too, like this this conflict that can be created is coming from good things. It's mm-hmm. not necessarily you don't see eye to eye on X, Y, and Z. We see conflict come up because of change of income. Someone yeah. has seen a huge uh, increase in pay. And now it's like, what do I do with this money? Which is a good problem to have. Or the opposite, a loss in a job. Right. What do we do now? How do you support one another? What does that mean emotionally for this person as well as financially? How do you handle both? How are you going to show up? Um, How do you expect your partner to show up in a situation like this? They might be down, but they still got to be a partner. Absolutely. Um, So, yeah, I mean, it could be a great thing where you have had a child or six and, and now someone stays home. 
because it does not pay to go out and do that. And maybe your viewpoint is if someone's got to stay home with these kids, they're my kids. I want to be the one that stays home. Mm -hmm. I mean, right. It's the greatest gift you can get. Uh, So what does that look like for finances? And again, this is, we mentioned earlier, could be a shift in how people might value their contributions in the Mm -hmm. household. Really a great thing, but um, a change and change can be, change can be tough. Change is hard. (laughs) Yeah, it is. Yeah. But I mean, all of these things are to say, so we've outlined three, what we feel are pretty distinct phases of um, romantic relationships with finances. But all of this is to say is that these things are very variable. No relationship, my my romantic relationships do not look like Dan's romantic relationships and vice versa. And mine don't look like yours out there. They're all going to look a little bit different. We're all going to navigate things a little bit differently because there are all different variables coming into play. So these are some things we think are helpful to consider um, in terms of romantic relationships and finances. Um, but there are things you're going to run into that we did not cover here, or we didn't even think about covering here. And that's okay. Or things we just didn't have time because it's going to be knocking on the door saying, Rap yeah, she's up. like, get out, go. You guys take two Stop it. talk about all your feelings and everything. <laughs> um, Buck up, buttercup. That's right. That's right. Um, I guess a lasting piece that, that I'll throw out there, I think sure. that was really well said, Kennedy, is uh, just to kind of keep it simple. Among all these great little things, tidbits that that I think we just kind of hear, really close friend of mine. I'm going to give a shout out to Bev. Bev is a uh, a couples therapist in Texas. Um, Bev is amazing, and I've learned a lot a lot from Bev. And one thing she said to me at one point that again I've told a lot of people about is you have to be a student of your partner, and oh. I think she's a hundred percent right. I always try to keep it in the back of my head. It's really, really easy to forget those kind of things. So if you can just be a student like anything else and keep things in the forefront, I think you go a really long way on caring about the subject matter, your partner. And that also translates here too, right? A lot of this, we've said it, we'll say it again. Money is not about money. So a lot of this isn't about that. It's about creating something wonderful with somebody else that is special between the two of you. You got to focus on each other. Money is just a component of it. So keep your eye on the prize. Go team. Like Like and subscribe. Thank you for taking the time to start your journey of thinking differently and listening to LBW talk about stuff they love. Until next time. The opinions expressed in this program are for general informational purposes only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual on any specific security, on any specific broker-dealer or custodian. It is only intended to provide education about the financial industry. To determine which investments, broker-dealer or custodian may be appropriate for you, consult your financial advisor prior to investing. Any past performance discussed during this program is no guarantee of future results. As always, Please remember investing involves risk and possible loss of principal capital. Please seek advice from a licensed professional. All opinions expressed by podcast participants are solely their own and do not reflect the opinion of Leach, Bickmore, and Weiss Wealth Management, LLC. Leach, Bickmore, and Weiss Wealth Management, LLC is a registered investment advisor. Advisory services are only offered to clients or prospective clients where Leach, Bickmore, and Weiss Wealth Management, LLC and its representatives 
are properly licensed or exempt from licensure. No advice may be rendered by Leach, Bickmore, and Weiss Wealth Management, LLC, unless a client service agreement is in place.